this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to the Detox Podcast, the podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts, Joe, and I am Galan. So you probably recognize, if you've been listening to us for a while, that I did the intro and John did not. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, John, um, when we recorded this episode, John's uh, grandmother had passed away. Um, And so he was not able to make the recording and... When we were getting together to record, we, we decided to delay a week mm-hmm. to be like, let's get John in and we'll, we will get the full energy going. And um, he came down with strep throat. Yep. Conveniently. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing conveniently in quotation marks. Yes. So John is not here. Uh, so it's just Joe and I, but um, we really have a cool episode for you. So I'm going to hand the reins over to Joe and let him guide us from here. Yes. So on today's episode, Galan and I did an interview with Sporting Kansas City defender and U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, He's not an alum because he's still currently playing for them every now and then. But anyways, Matt Beasler, he's a soccer player for those who don't know what those two teams were that I mentioned before. Um, He wrote a book called No Other Home. And he came on the show to kind of give us a little tease, a little rundown of the book, we read it, we peppered him with some questions, and we had kind of a good back and forth dialogue regarding fatherhood, disappointment, his playing career, and kind of how he has taken those lessons and tried to put them in book form to help people of all walks of life get a little bit of something out of it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because you'll hear him mention that he didn't want to do a book of, you know, I was in, I played in Little League in, the, in, in <laughs> high school and scored all these goals. And like he actually wanted to, and instead of just kind of doing a traditional sports book, he wanted to come out and give something that had a little bit of a different perspective. And parenting is something we can always um, use a little bit of advice, guidance, or whatever on. So sit back, um, enjoy the interview, and we will be back when we're done. Here on the phone with us, we've got uh, MLS Cup champion 2013 from Kansas City, and he was on the 2014 World Cup team. But the guy that, the thing that we're most excited about, he's a dad, Matt Beasler. He's on the show to talk about his book, No Other Home, Living, Leading, and Learning What Matters Most. Matt, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. It's good to be on, guys. Good. The uh, We'd like to start you out with a little bit of what we think is a softball question we ask all of our dads. Uh, what do you think makes a good father? Wow. Uh, <laughs> good father. Let's see. I, oh, I think just setting a good example. I think that's, that's where it starts. You know, you can talk about things as much as you want, and you can read books about what makes a good dad, but I think just spending time and being there and being present and, and setting a good example. I think that's what it's all about. And 
I I read something the other day. Just uh, I don't know where it was, but it might have been on the internet. And it said the greatest compliment you can receive is is when your kid uh, grows up and they say, "I want to be like my dad." Uh, so I, I I mean I think that's you know probably just within that quote you know that's probably the goal of every dad you know you, you want your kid to grow up like you. Sure, absolutely. Now, talking us through a little bit about the book, why did you decide to write this specific book, No Other Home, where you're given you know you're given a little bit of advice, a little bit of perspective from your side of things. So what kind of was the catalyst, I guess, for you to to write this type of book? Yeah, it it was an interesting process. It was it was something that I I had been presented with a few times, and I didn't accept it because the timing wasn't right. I, I didn't want to write a book just about soccer or just about my experiences at the World Cup or winning an MLS Cup in 2013. I wanted to to do something better or, or bigger than that and, and more than that. And right. I, I finally had some downtime away from the game. I, I got a, I, I suffered a concussion last season. So that was 2016. And I, I was sidelined for about three months and that allowed me just to, to take a step back and, and be away from the game for a little bit. And so I, I had some time to reflect and, um, you know, just some time off the field. And that's when I really, you know, honed in on this idea of writing a book. And so I went back to the publishing company, which is um, Andrews McNeil, which is a local Kansas City company, which was great because, you know, that was kind of my ideal, I guess, scenario to work with a local company here in Kansas City. And I said, "Hey, what what can we do? Um, I don't I don't want to write a biography. I don't want to write something that everybody's going to predict that. You know, when I was five years old, I started playing soccer. <laughs> when I went to high school, I scored all these goals. When I went to you know college and professional and you know A B C D E you know all the way through. I want to do something different. And so." We started with this idea, and we just we just started working, and it morphed into this this book that we created, and it's it's sort of like a journal, and it it goes through just certain topics that I feel strongly about, or stories that I just really want to share with people that I think will help people, and you know it's it's something that we tried to write for everybody. It's not for just a soccer fan. It's not for a young person. It's not for an old person. It's, it's just, it's every, everything and everyone in between. And that was one of the biggest challenges of, of starting this whole project was how do we, how do we do this? Cause it's, it's a big project, but in the end we, we managed to do it and, you know, we organized it in a way that I think flows well. And, um, I, I hope that it is a book for everybody and, you know, whether you're 14 or whether you're 65, if you can read it and you can enjoy it. Excellent. One of the, one of the stories that I picked out that I really, uh, that really was good to me was you talk about how when you 
you built you know, a race car out of a like a soccer cleat design, which I thought was really a cool concept, and and how your dad you know had you was there to support you, but you had to do it yourself, and you were proud of it. You were proud of all the dimensions you took, and then you got to the race and you saw all of the other professional cars, and you were just gutted. You were disappointed, and and one of the really cool spots that stuck out to me was when you were losing race after race, how your dad said, hey, if we leave right now, we can watch the Kansas City Chiefs game and none of these other people get to watch it, so let's go. Yeah. And you you talked about the fact that your dad made the day about you, not about the disappointment. And so what I wanted to ask is, how has that specific moment kind of shaped how you've handled disappointment throughout your career? Kind of specifically related to like your injury in the World Cup game, but also just in all aspects of your career. Yeah, I mean that was that was a big moment in my life. You know, we there's there's certain moments that you always look back to, you know, like the memories are stronger than than other memories and and that's one of the memories that is the most strongest. This this Pinewood Pinewood Derby that I had when I was doing Cub Scouts and you know, we I grew up just so competitive and you know, my my dad was competitive as well and he wanted me to do well and we prepared for this this big Pinewood Derby race and it just, it did not go well. It did, it didn't go like I wanted it to. And I thought it was going to go well. And, uh, we just, quite frankly, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into. And, you know, I'm sure my dad, I was, I'm the oldest, um, child. And so I'm, he, he never did cup scouts before. And so he never knew what a Pinewood Derby was. And we were, we were going into it blindly and, you know, I think that's just that's just what life is. You know, we right. we didn't know what we were doing, but we were trying to do our best, and it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to. And you know, my dad was just mature enough and smart enough to to recognize that situation, and he he stepped in. And I mean, I, I was only like seven or eight years old at the time, so I didn't know any better. Yeah. But he stepped in and you know, he took the, I guess, attention away from that, that race and just, you know, was able to bring me back and focus me on something else. And I, I really do. I, I, I wrote that story from my heart and I, I just remember riding home in that car with my dad and just looking forward to the chiefs game. And um, it's actually pretty funny because you know, when we're talking right now, the, Chiefs just played in a, a playoff game earlier today and they lost. But I uh, I took my dad to the, the playoff game and that was about the first playoff game that I've ever been to live. And uh, That's I had awesome. an extra I had an extra ticket and the first person I thought it was was to take my dad. So we got to experience that earlier today. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs just lost. So, um, yeah, that, that was, that's a sore subject, I guess, but overall, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very cool story and it's, it's a good memory that I have with me and my dad. Um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, I, I kind of connect with you there cause the, you know, the, the, in the story you tell, it's like your dad said he wasn't going to help you and everything. And I, I think that, you know, as, as a parent, we want to give our kids the advantage you know, in as many situations as we can. So I, I, you know, that's really cool that he's like, no, no, you need to do this on your own. This is something you need to experience. And then of course you get there. And as Joe mentioned, all these cars are professionally done. The the dad's helped and everything. And it's just, it's, it, it, I, 
it's always interesting to revisit those memories where you're like, man, you know, one of those first instances where, man, life's not fair at all. Yeah. Um, but it, one of the things that, that interested me is in one of the chapters you talk about the, the concussion, going back to what you mentioned a few minutes ago. And, uh, of course, that is a really uh, prevalent topic of discussion with the NFL and, and their focus or detraction from or whatever you want to say the concussion protocol and everything and it seems to be you hear about concussions a lot more and as parents especially you know we're we worry about our kids getting injured um and as we have more kids we're like the the subsequent kids don't quite get the same level of concern or the same expression of concern how has that changed you know having that concussion and going through that last year has that changed how you approach your kids injuries or safety or anything um you know does that make you want to kind of keep them safer or just let them be kids yeah for sure it's i mean i think it affects it a lot you know concussions are something that it's very hard to explain and it's hard to relate to if you've never experienced it before and that that's what i tried to you know articulate in the book was um I know I'm going to be sounding crazy here and describing all these details, and but you, you just got to trust me because if if you've never been there before, uh, it's 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 just hard to understand. And so there's a lot of people out there that that can't relate, but for the people that do, you know, I think they'll all agree with me that this is it's a real issue, uh, and yeah. it's something that everybody has to take seriously. And you know, me in particular, just having experienced um, a couple just playing professionally and collegiately, I'm definitely going to take that into account when I'm trying to raise my, my kids. And, you know, my, my brother, my younger brother is a high school football coach and he, he's, he's on the same page as I am. He's, he's interested to see what's going to happen here in the next five or 10 years, because, you know, football is a, it's a scary game. Um, yeah, you know, soccer is too. It's it's soccer. It's, it's a, it's a contact game and you have to head the ball and sometimes you run into people and it's going to be interesting to see where, where sports really go and, you know, where, you know, do kids really go out and where, you know, five years ago there used to be a hundred kids going out for high school football, but maybe now it's only 50 and what does that look like? And, you know, is is the reason because kids don't want to get hurt and they just don't want to risk it, and um, all of those are they're they're very good arguments and they all make sense. And so, I think it's it's something that that has to be addressed, and I think it's something that's going to be a big issue in the next five or ten years. And so, um, yeah, you know, for me, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's real for sure. Yeah, I um. I've had a, I don't know, a minor concussion, but it involved a, uh, a plunger to the head, a uh, plunger handle, which is a, uh, a story we don't necessarily have time for, but, uh, oh I can definitely under, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are, those are words you don't normally hear together. Concussion, plunger head. But, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, I really connected with that just cause I, I remember how I felt and that it was a minor concussion, but just, it's a, the attention that it's getting and it's something that that's it's piqued my interest and so yeah um, well the, the hard thing yeah. is that it's it's just like the risk reward of it all it's like yeah. right if yeah. if 
your kid if your kid is going to become a division one athlete or a professional athlete then yeah you you might be inclined to keep them in that sport and you want to push them and you want to you want them to play through certain things but if if your kid is you know just you can tell pretty you know early on you know these nfl guys now are six five and 250 and you know some kids aren't built that way and if, right, if your yeah. kid's not probably not going to make it to the nfl then okay is it worth it is it worth right, it to play exactly. in high school and if they're not going to progress you know and get a college scholarship and you know make, make it to the nfl and make a career out of it you know that's just a decision right. that people are having to make now yeah right. yeah and you know and that that kind of brings us around to you talked about Right at the beginning of the book, you talk about the quote from Nick Saban about investing time is making yourself better. Spending time is what you do when you play Xbox or you're just kind of hanging out, talking, not really bettering yourself in what you're setting out to do. So along those lines about the concussion and knowing your, you know, are your kids going to make it or not, how would you kind of, what would be your advice to young athletes and their parents about how they should be investing and or spending their time with that regard? Yeah, I, I mean, I just think when you become a, a parent for the first time, your 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 whole clock just changes. You know, it's like when you when you were single or when you were married and didn't have kids, an hour was it seemed like a long time. I mean, you could. You could go out to dinner for an hour. You could hang out with friends for an hour. You could, you could get a lot done. But when you have a kid, right. it just changes. An hour, like an hour flies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, it does. At your clock, you're like, oh my gosh, like an hour just happened. Like that's crazy. Right. And and so I, when I was writing this piece about investing your time and spending your time, and I just think. You know, if I talk to high school athletes or high school students or, or whoever it is, when I just talk about an hour, like an hour is is, is such a valuable period of time, and it, right. it's so easy to waste an hour, but it also is it's so easy to gain an hour. Like yeah, you can you can easily just waste away an hour by playing video games or just scrolling through your phone on Twitter or Instagram. And you look down, yes. like, oh my gosh, an hour's passed. Like, what just happened? But, it, right. but in this, in the same way, it's it's so easy to to gain an hour. Like, you can get so much done in one hour. That's true. And, and so, like, it's it's really cool to me to to kind of just like compare the two because it's it's like so black and white. You know, it's like right. you, you have a choice. Like, wasting an hour is easy to do. But like getting so much out of an hour is is so easy to do too, and it's just a choice right. of what you want to do. And like exactly. I mean, I I see so many times like the way things are trending, just people just w are wasting hours away because of social media right. and you know on TV and video games and all these things. And uh, I just tried to make the message clear, like go go and do something, like invest that hour and and try and get something out of it. Right. And kind of along those lines about making those choices about where you want to be and what you want to do, what I kind of wanted to ask was when, so your daughter was born while you were away for a World Cup qualifier, and how did you balance, I guess this is the best way I'm going to phrase this, how did you balance possible disappointment and not being present in person for a birth versus 
kind of the career disappointment you would have suffered by not competing in that World Cup qualifier? Yeah, that, I mean, that was an interesting time. So, so my wife was, her due date was two weeks away, and I got called into these games. And, you know, it, it wasn't a given that I was going to these games. It wasn't like, oh, I'm right. going for sure. I mean, a discussion and say, hey, what sh- how should we handle this situation? And we talked through it, and we, we basically decided, hey, you're still two weeks away. Um, let's just plan on the fact that you're going to have, you're going to have our kid two weeks from now, because that's what we have to plan on. And if I give up this opportunity to go represent my country in a world cup qualifier and, and help our country qualify for a world cup and, and all these things. And you, you end up having the baby two weeks later, like you're supposed to. And I, and I miss this opportunity. Well, then, we're both going to be looking at each other like, Hey, I wish I would have gone. Right. And, and so we just said, let's, we don't want that to happen. So let's just go, um, plan on, you know, you're going to have the baby at the time that they're expecting. Uh, worst case is, you know, something happens, your water breaks, you can give me a call and I'm, you know, a flight away. I can three hours, four hours away. I can fly back uh, by the time that, you know, you deliver, I'll be there. You know, if I miss it by 30 minutes or an hour, I miss it, but I'm there. Uh, right. So that was that was the game plan going in. And then all of a sudden, you know, we go down to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, which is this remote island in the Caribbean. And as right. soon as I landed in in on that island, it kind of hit me. I was like, wow, we are we are remote. We, we're we're pretty far out here. Like, and I just had this feeling in my stomach. I was like, this is, this is going to happen. Isn't it? It's just, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm 14 hours away from Kansas city at the earliest, you know, by the time I take a boat to the next Island and then hop on a flight to Miami and then Miami to Atlanta. And so I was just like, it's, it's going to happen. And sure enough, about six hours later, I get calls from my wife saying that her water broke and um, yeah, long story short, it, it all happened on that Island for me. And I try and document that and, and give as many details as possible in the book. And it happened. Yeah. It's, it's one of those few instances where you hope for a long labor almost. Yeah. <laughs> Part of you is like, okay, you have a, have a 24 hour labor. Yeah. And that's, that's in, that's in, especially just getting off the plane and hitting that realization hitting you. You know, what, um, though, there's one, it's, it's part of our story though. You know, it's, yep. Yep. I, now that everything happened and, you know, I have a healthy daughter and everything worked out exactly how it's supposed to. So I, I would have loved to be there and I feel bad that I wasn't, but it's, it's all good. I, my wife's mom. She was she was able to be in the delivery room there instead of me, and part of me is is saying, you know, I she she probably did a better job than I would have done. You know, she she you know she's been through it before, and um, you know, we always joke about that, like, well, I'm I'm glad that she was there instead of me because I probably would have messed up something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, the last question I've got for you is, 
you talked about how when you're getting ready for the game, the things that stand out to you the most is when you get a text from your brother that is not saying, you know, good luck out there. Hope you get this. Hope you get that. It's more of, hey, I'm proud of everything you've already done, and I'm looking forward to lunch with you next Saturday or whatever the case may be. And so my last question for you is this. What would be your best advice for either fathers, athletes, whoever, and what would be your advice to them to what is the thing that they can do to help them focus more clearly on their goals, whether it's in the moment or in general, but that seems to really resonate with you for the moment to help you clear your head and focus on the next goal. What can they take from that? Yeah, like it's it, it really is about clearing your head, I think. You know, it's a lot of times we have stressful jobs and, you know, stressful projects and stressful games and there there's there's a lot that goes into these games and these jobs and what, whatever it is you have going on with your life and I think the everyone will agree that whenever you're the most successful, whenever you're the most confident is when your head is clear and things are just flowing. And, um, I've, I've found from my own personal experience that I find myself, um, in that zone, uh, just when I'm actually not thinking about soccer, you know, when I, when I think about soccer, it's, I'm thinking about details of the game and, you know, what happens if I mess up here or, you know, what's at stake and, uh, it, you, you, you work yourself up and, uh, right. it's, it's actually better for me just to take a step back and take a step away from that and say, you know what, I, I, I know, I know everything that's at stake. I know what's on the line. This is what I train for. I practice this. Um, I'm ready for it. Uh, let, let's focus on something else. And so that's, right. that's when it really hits me, you know, because before a game, you know, I, I get, I probably get 10 to 15, 20 text messages and, and 90% of them are, Hey man, good luck. Or, Hey, uh, you know, the city's counting on you or, Hey, you know, this is my first <laughs> no game. Pressure. Like no pressure, but like my daughter's <laughs> here first time, like make sure you win and, we love, like, <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. what happens. But, yeah. You know, when you read those, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, it, you know, it gets you worked up. But the ones that, right. like, really matter are are the ones that really aren't about soccer. It's like, yep. hey, you know, y- your grandma texts you before the game and says, hey, I'm, I'm coming to the game tonight, and I'm just so proud of you, and you make us all proud. Like, when you yeah. read that as a player, it's like, wow, like it really isn't about the, I mean, it is about the game. You want to go out and win, but I mean, you're, you're there representing your family and your grandma and yourself. And I don't know. It just, it makes you take a, a deep breath and say, everything's okay. And you know, there, there's bigger things than this game that we're playing. And I don't know. I, I just think if, if people can kind of find, whatever that is um, in, e- in each moment and they can focus on that instead of, you know, their job or their big project or their game or whatever. I think it's going to help them just be clear, clear headed, clear mind, uh, more confident. And then that's just going to help performance. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Matt, for coming on. The name of the book is No Other Home, Living, Leading, and Learning What Matters Most. It's from Andrews McMeal Publishing. You can get it online, Amazon, or from the website itself. And I would like to point out that a portion of the proceeds from the sale of this book will be donated to the nonprofit charity, the Beesler Family Foundation. Matt, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. So that was our interview with Matt Beasler. We want to thank him again so much for coming on to the show and sharing a little insight into his book, No Other Home. It is a, it's a, it's a bit of a, I don't, I hesitate to say easy read because a lot of people take that the wrong way. I guess what I mean is it's, it's easy to, to open and get right into it. And you kind of can jump around if you want to and get a lot out of different spots of the book. That's that's what I enjoyed about it. You could read straight through or jump around, and, and there wa- really was something for everybody in there. I, I think it's kind of interesting when, when books don't have a necessarily a linear story to tell, mm-hmm. and you can kind of be like, oh, the, that chapter seems interesting. You don't worry about, well, what did I miss? You know, did the, char- the main character level up three times or whatever? You can just kind of jump sure. around. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting read, and there are some really cool quotes in there. I, one of the things I brought up was... Um, you know, addressing mistakes, and I even texted someone today that, you know, as a culture, we don't, we don't like making mistakes. We think making mistakes is bad, and oftentimes those mistakes are, have minimal impact, but there's so much we can learn from them. So that was really cool. There's some definite details in there. So check out the book. Yes. Um, and then and email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, the detox podcast. Uh, at gmail.com. Yes, absolutely. And you can, um, you know, I do want to point out that if you like Matt and you're a soccer fan or you're just a, a book fan, you know, we did mention where you can find the book. But also, if you want to uh, follow him on social media, he is at Matt Beesler, B-E-S-L-E-R on Twitter. Um, if you just want to kind of keep up and, and see where his career takes him. So thanks again to Matt for coming on. And we hope to... Uh, have you on again maybe a little bit later this year? We'll see what happens. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, But for now, yes. it is the dad joke of the week. Uh, America's favorite segment. America's favorite segment. See, John normally does this. Yes, he does this. He's letting us down. So this is America's favorite segment, dad joke of the week. Yes. And I have one for you this week. Did you hear about the new restaurant on the moon? No, I didn't. The food was great, but there was just no atmosphere. Oh. Got one more for you. Okay. Why did the octopus beat a shark in a fight? Oh, because wow. he was well armed. <laughs> That's and there's the America's favorite segment, Dad Joke of the Week. That's right. Now, this is the part of the episode where it's usually the hashtag roundup, but we, uh, probably because we were thrown off by the lack of John this episode. Uh, ooh, hashtag lack of John. Right. Oh, there we go. Well, we can add that one in, but I think we're going to actually just kind of. S- what, wow, what was I trying to... I, Joe I, turned into a snake just then. Forget know. reptile people. There's new, a, a new conspiracy theory, this people. All right, awesome. No, I was going to say we were just going to subvert, but that's the wrong word. Uh, I guess just we're just going to su- superimpose? No, I don't... You we're just going to default to the yeah. title of the book. Yes, and, and there we're going we go. to go with ha- me. Yep, you're welcome. So instead of the hashtag roundup, we're going to yes. go with hashtag no other home. Yes. Um, so be sure to hashtag no other home. And if you're posting on Twitter, go ahead, as Joe mentioned, or um, uh, Matt's Twitter account, go ahead and um, tag him there, too. That way yep. he knows that um, 
you read his book and everything. It's really cool. Yep. Uh, and so this is this is now the part where we pat ourselves on the back. Yes. But um, I would say after the last couple of minutes, we don't deserve a pat on the back. No, but you know what? I, I think we do deserve a pat on the back for soldiering on without our, our voice of reason, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, John is the voice of reason. He's the podcast conscience. He is. He's so. not here. We wish him a speedy recovery. Or should I say a speedy recovery? Wow. <laughs> I'm just now, see, that would be a great rolling. hashtag. Just like hashtag speedy recovery. So many wasted opportunities. So we did still get some more good organic hashtags in there, but we will go with hashtag no other home. And, you know, as always, hashtag be a better dad. And that's all I got. Yep. So if you would like to follow us on Facebook, and Twitter, that's okay. This is um, usually John's role. Yeah, as well. this is normally John's role. He prompts us into this. But if you want to follow us, you can find us at, under Detox Podcast. That's D T A L K S um, on both uh, both platforms. You can also go to our website and find links there to our um, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. If you want to help us out in ways that without that, without social media, you can go to iTunes or the Google Play Store, mm-hmm. find the Detox Podcast, rate and review us at five stars. It helps us with visibility. Um, and, and you can always find us on VocalNow.com. VocalNow.com, click on Shows. You'll see Detox Podcast or download the Vocal app. Click on audio, and then you'll see our lovely cartoon faces, and yep. you can listen to our latest episodes. So and vocals was, with a K. Yes, V-O-K-A-L. Yep, so there's a lot of thanks to uh, to vocal. Um, and, yeah, I think that does actually sum us up. So we got the, we got the Facebook, the Twitter, Patreon, our website, Vocal Now. <laughs> mental checklist that I should have done bef- without being on the mic but you know it, it, it's one of those things it's it's uh it, this is a great lesson for all those dads out there to take and be like you know sometimes you just have to adapt and yep. adjust on the fly and that's kind of what parenting is you can't go you there's like we, we've said so many times there's no roadmap it's just a that's right the better you can bob and weave and float like a butterfly and sting like a bee and all that Muhammad Ali stuff then uh the you know the better you're going to do with surviving that's right being a uh, a father, a mother, if you're listening, or a parentless person who's looking to have kids maybe one day, or might find themselves being a step parent. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed when you said parentless person. Yeah, <laughs> <It was laughs> <just laughs> you all you childless <laughs> people out there. Just, I don't know. I don't know where my mind went, but then I laughed twice, and I went, I should probably address this. this is going to sound badly. <laughs> no, that's okay. But, all right. Well, thanks for soldiering on. Thanks for sticking yes. with us, and we uh, we'll be back next episode with. Friend of the show, Cinto Ramos. Yes. Um, talking about what does it mean to be a man in our society today? That is right. So hashtag no other home and hashtag be a better dad. Special thanks to John, Justin, and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.